Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another installment of Moms Talk About Moms Talk About Autism. <laughs> today, <laughs> today um, we are going to learn more about Tosh. So stick around for that ride. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right, Tosh. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Your spot, your spotlight's oh, on. Oh, geez. I'm getting nervous. Oh, man. Look out. Um, so I feel like the last two we have started with the meeting of the husbands. Mm. So mm-hmm. I feel like it is only right should we allow you to tell your Tyler story. Oh, so let's start at the beginning before there was a Jack and a Sloan. And uh, let's talk about you and Ty. How'd you guys meet? I don't, I don't know if Tyler's ready to hear. He's probably going to like be like, that is not how it happened at all. <laughs> That's always how it goes. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Tyler isn't here right right And you guys know who is the non-liar of the two of us. So Um, I'm just kidding, babe. Um, No. Okay. So Tyler and I met at a bar. (laughs) Um, Tyler and I actually both were just coming out of, uh, I was coming out of a a marriage and Tyler was coming out of a long-term relationship. Um, Both people were crazy are crazy. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) If you're listening. Um, anyway, so we, so we both were kind of in the, in the mode, I think of like having a good time, but also we were old enough to know like what we wanted and what we were going to put up with and not put up with out of a relationship. Um, but yeah, we met at an Irish bar, surprise, surprise. And, um, (laughs) me in all my glory with my, I don't think I'd wash my hair in maybe like four or five days. My hair was hot pink and black and I was wearing a big like, um, kind of like Rasta hat, um, with all of my hair of glory up in there. So when I took my hat off, Tyler was like, I can't believe he didn't go running for the hills. Like, oh my gosh, what in the heck is happening? (laughs) No. So, so we, um, we met at this bar and he was there with all of his firefighter posse. Um, they were there after a, uh, what's, what are they called? A union meeting. And when I walked in the door, Tyler had said to all the guys at this table, I'm going to get that girl's number tonight. <laughs> he did not. He did he did not get my Ooh. number, you guys. Um, but I had fun flirting with him all night long. And um did he ask for it? He did at the end of the night. And I was like, um, no, I don't think so. Ooh. I'll take yours though, just in case I feel like calling you. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a compromise. Uh, you know, I'll be honest, Tyler was when I saw him, I was like, Yeah, he's totally adorable, but he was not my type. Not my type at all. Blonde. You know, um, I don't want to put any labels. <laughs> I don't want to put any 
I was it's like, okay. what's you wrong with blondes? <laughs> no. yeah, you, you don't have to go just, too deep into it. Yeah. He, was, he was just not the, the typical guy I was dating, which obviously was not the right guy because they all were, mm-hmm. you know, awesome. It wasn't working yes, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so so we uh, left that night. I got his number. And then um, a couple weeks later, I was working on one of his coworkers and um, doing massage therapy and, and physical therapy. and um, and he was like, "Hey, did you ever did you ever call Tyler?" And I was like, "Oh no, I don't know." And anyway, so he was like, "Here, I'll get, I'll give you his number." And anyway, so I went to put his number in my phone, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I have his number already." <laughs> so I texted him immediately, and he was like, "Dog on a bone." He was like, "Oh my gosh, let's go out!" You know, he was uh, he was so excited, like he had just been waiting patiently um, by his phone. It was Aww. cute, yeah. So. We went out on our first date. We had such a good time. Um, he is such a gentleman. It was like, it was like not anything that I was used to. Not anybody, any common man these days. You guys um, opening the door, you know, just like just a true gentleman. Um, so it was, it was kind of love at first sight for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, and then it was from there. It was second date. He took, went out with me and my twin. And then, you know, from there, it's like solid. If he's down with the twin and buying her drinks and, and can put up with her, then (laughs) we're golden. We're golden. And it was, it was good. We, from there on out, it was just nonstop, always together. Um, I think I moved in with Tyler like four months after we started dating. Mm -hmm. Quick, quick. And then how long until you guys were engaged? Uh, we were engaged a, a um, I think it was like a month shy of a year of dating for a year. Yeah. Okay. And then how long until you guys got married? Yeah. Um, and then we got married, let's see, uh, I think we got married four months later at the courthouse. Um, right. Because we were get, we were getting married in Mexico, um, and so we got married at the courthouse first, and then um, eight months later in February we got married in Mexico, uh, just because we you know we wanted to ha- be I wanted to be on his insurance and we wanted to just you know have safe things because we wanted to be dangerous in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be on his insurance. I'm an eight with a seven wing, so I just like to live life on the edge. <laughs> just had to make sure all your affairs were all of our affairs were sure in all the paperwork yes, filled out yeah. yeah no um before you went crazy i mean you you have to you know obviously you have to get, have it legalized back here in the states so we were like why not just do yes. that yeah first and and not everybody was going to be able to go to mexico so we um mm-hmm. we did a courthouse wedding and then went and had a nice dinner in downtown portland um with our some of our closest people so um, it was, yeah, it was good. It was fast and furious, but, um, you know, Tyler and I both, like I said, we, we both came from yucky relationships. And so we just, and we were older, you know, we were in our late twenties. So we knew, we knew what we wanted. We knew what we would, you know, put up with and what we wouldn't put up with. So, um, you weren't young and naive. We weren't. You guys will put up with each other. And we will put, (laughs) yes, Jean, we will put up with each other. (laughs) And there, I just also, so, 
So then please tell me how you fell pregnant. <laughs> I'm quite serious. That was not a, we did not, uh-huh. fell, we did not fall pregnant. We, that was planned, planned, planned. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we knew that we wanted children. Um, and so we knew we were, you know, not old, but we were a little bit older. So we, we wanted to start trying right away. Um, we, we pulled out the goalie, all that, whatever you want to call it. And, and we got, we got going down, down to business. Um, and we struggled. <laughs> I have never heard that phrase. My before. brain no? just had to process that for a second. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I thought it was like, just, you girls are falling asleep. What? I'm trying to keep you on your toes here. Uh, oh, I'm so happy you said that. That made me, that made my day. The goalie. Somebody right, out there on. knows what I'm saying. Come on now. Um, mm-hmm. yes. And, and we struggled, we struggled to get pregnant. Um, which I don't know, we, we, you know, we had like Tyler's sperm tested and all of that. And, and I was, um, ovulating, you know, normally no problems. We just, it was almost, oh gosh, a little, almost two years before we, we got pregnant with the boys and, um, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we finally did become pregnant, it was, super exciting. And then, and then finding out you're having twins is like, okay. Like the world (laughs) is changing, you know? And I, 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 I guess I was naive to think that it wasn't a possibility. Um, you know, myself being a fraternal twin, um, Mm -hmm. that runs, you know, obviously in a, in a gene line. So, I myself definitely could have had fraternal twins, um, but we didn't. We we got pregnant with identical, um, which we later found out that is a random thing that um, some men carry an enzyme in their sperm at, that splits eggs. So Tyler is an egg splitter. Um, he is somebody that carries the egg splitting gene. Um, yeah. So our first, our very first um, appointment to have our, our, uh, ultrasound done. Tyler couldn't go <laughs> because, because he's a loser and he was working. No, I'm just kidding you guys. <laughs> um, because he's a fireman and duty calls. Um, no, but my, my really close girlfriend slash sister went with me. Um, and you know, they were kind of moving around the, the ultrasound thing and it was like taking a minute and, and, you know, you get nervous because you think, oh man, it's, you know, they don't, what are they not mm-hmm. do them until like seven or eight weeks or something like that. So I thought like, oh, maybe I had a miscarriage, you know? Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm awkward and need to make jokes when things feel uncomfortable. Um, and so I was like, oh, is there, you know, is there like two babies in there or something? And, and my cute little LDS, my cute little Mormon OBGYN was like, actually, <laughs> There is. <laughs> you got it oh right. Oh my gosh, his cute little <laughs> face, you guys. He's the sweetest man. Anyways, but I my eyeballs were like this and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and I immediately just started crying and he's like, "Uh, are these are these tears of of, of joy or good. are these bad tears or good?" Anyways, it was just crazy. I was not expecting that and it was just such a blessing. Such a blessing. So, there we were pregnant with twin boys. Um, but that's the kind of the, the day that everything changed as well, because, you know, that's the day that all the fear comes in when they tell you like, 
um, we need to we need to get in and we need to check what kind of um, twins they are, you know, whether they're identical or fraternal, um, and you are a high-risk pregnancy. So, um, yeah, there we were. Twins and all the and all the feelings. Yeah. So Tyler was luckily at the at the um the maternal fetal um appointment, which was the big, the big one that told us that we were having mm-hmm. identical twins. Um, and then he was at every single appointment after that because now you become um, you know, you're getting extensive ultrasounds every every two weeks and and then you're seeing also your your OBGYN, you know, once a month. And um, yeah. So it was a, it was a good pregnancy. The, the, um, you know, the boys were growing like perfectly, perfectly, um, in, in almost exact size. Uh, and they were early on, they were both head down and, um, they had like, just like a thin sheath between them that separated them. Um, yeah. So it was scary, but not, you know, it felt, it felt almost, deceiving at how nothing in your checkups yeah. made you feel like anything yeah, was wrong. Yeah, it like, almost felt too yeah. perfect, you know. Um mm-hmm. yeah. And then and then it and then it became too perfect. So um as many of you out there know maybe or um that the girls already know that we unfortunately lost uh Jack's twin brother Jameson. Um the boys were born at 30 32 weeks in a day. Um, and, and we lost, um, we lost Jameson to a condition that, that only identical twins can, can get called twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Um, and yeah, hardest, hardest day of Tyler and I's life. So. Absolutely. Um, and I know you've talked about it a mm-hmm. little bit before, but like, because it is such I mean, it's it's every mother's worst nightmare to lose a child, but then you also have another yeah. child that you're happy that you have, and but and that you have to take care yeah. of now. Like you can't just, yeah, it's not always possible for you just to be able to grieve and to be able to process and to be able to heal. Like, yeah, you have to take care of an infant. Yeah, it's just another layer that it's just. I just can't imagine. You know, I've I've grieved a lot in my life. I've lost a lot of um, family members very unexpectedly and to very, very traumatic situations. Um, So it's, I was no, I'm no stranger to it, um, to just the grieving process and, and, and hard things, trauma. Um, But it's losing a child. And then, and then, like you said, Brittany, that, that delicate balance of still having this other baby that you have to care for is such a weird, dynamic. It's such a bizarre feeling. Um, yeah. And then, and then, you know, doing it side by side with somebody else, you know, who is, who is men and and women just, we just grieve very differently, you know, and, and, and dad Mm -hmm. versus mom, you know, like, uh, totally, you know, I mean, I don't have to explain this to you girls, you know, we know what it's like to carry those, those babies and, and what that feels like. And, and men can't feel that, you know, and it doesn't mean that they don't love their children any less, but it's just a very different concept to try to grasp. You can't, you can't, you know, so, um, so yeah, so the first, (laughs) the first year was intense. You know, we had this little cute Jack who, um, is a little fighter. He's a little fighter. He's a little Irish, Scottish, 
Italian, just little fighter. <laughs> and he was a preemie and too. So there yeah, was- he was, he left the Niku at four pounds, 10 ounces, teeny, teeny, oh. tiny. Um, and yeah, he just, um, but he was such a, he's such a good baby. You know, he, he, he slept well and he, he was colicky for sure. Like he had some tummy issues, but you know, I always chalk that up to like me being spicy in my <laughs> coffee consumption, my chocolate consumption, my spicy <laughs> foods. Maybe I didn't, I wasn't the one that helped that situation. So, um, but yeah, he was, you know, they, they say for preemie babies that they, um, you know, by a year they should have caught up or they, they are, you know, kind of, they have met. They're on yeah, their way. That they're yeah. on their way. Their most significant milestone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Jack, you know, wasn't like he, he didn't even start eating, um, baby food until he was about eight months old. Um, he was, he was predominantly, almost predominantly breastfed, you know, besides Tyler mm-hmm. bottle feeding him with, um, breast milk. But, um, yeah, he, you know, didn't, wasn't that stereotypical walking at a, the the time and, and talking and, and all of that. Um, so he was, so I'm sure, I'm sure you were concerned, but I imagine your first initial thought was, oh, this is just because he was a preemie yeah. and we'll catch yeah. up, we'll get there. And you're a new mom. So you don't, you know, yeah. like you, mm-hmm. you can read into that stuff and people can say stuff, but you know, at the same time in the back of your mind, it's kind of like, oh, that, that stuff is kind of, you know, I don't know if you, if you want to say old wives tales, but like just every kid is just different, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but, but there were, there were some, you know, right around the, 14 month mark and then into that like 18 month and then two year mark, there was definitely, you know, some indicators that we were noticing, um, that just felt different. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Jack started, you know, like I said, quote unquote, walking later and, and, um, well, crawling later and then walking later, um, and, and talking a little bit later. And, and when he, when he did start walking, he was immediately a toe walker, like, big time. It didn't matter what surface he was on. Um, you couldn't put shoes on him. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't, he, he just like his little heels would just come right out of him. You know, it didn't matter what kind of shoe it was. Um, and then, you know, talk, talking and, and the babbling and all that, it was, um, you know, it was kind of more of that repetitive. It was that, that just more of that scripting, um, and and again, you don't know. You're a new parent, and you and you don't know what's what's what, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, Jack Jack didn't have. He had kind of lost that eye contact early early on, you know, and um, that was another kind of sign for us. Um, and then just kind of the I hate using the word, you know, tantrums or or meltdowns, but yeah, there was a lot of them. You know, there seemed to be a lot of frustration with everything. Um, Mm -hmm. so Tyler and I, you know, we had, we had definitely brought it up to our pediatrician and, um, because Jack was still little in that 14 month mark, he was like, let's get him into early intervention. Um, he, you know, he, uh, he, he can do that. He was a preemie that he qualifies for it, whatever. So we did, we got him into the early intervention and they were coming into the home and they were doing, you know, PT, OT and speech with him. Um, but then 
that three almost three year mark rolls around and they either graduate you out of it or they get you then into the school district and they graduated him out of it. And Tyler and I just, ugh, we just had that feeling. We were like, no, you know, but everybody around you has something to say. Oh, he's just a boy. Oh, he's just a, a toddler. Oh, he's, Fine. you know, it's all the things. People always have something to say and, 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 and you take that into consideration. But at the same time, you know, you, you have that, that instinct. You have that gut instinct of just being their parent and just not knowing that, or just knowing that something's not quite right. So, um, we, we immediately got him into a co-op, you know, cause we wanted him to do preschool for a couple of years before he went into kindergarten. Um, and like I said, at this point, they, they, they said he didn't qualify for the early intervention, you know, now preschool program or whatever. And so we went the route of getting him back into our pediatrician. And he said, yeah, you know, like I wanted to wait a second just to, to see, but I very much think that, um, autism is on the table for sure. Um, luckily we're very close with our pediatrician. Um, we have been since before the boys were even born. Um, and, and so, but we also are, we're in a delicate situation. So he didn't, he didn't want to scare us, but he also didn't want to not, you know, advocate for Jack. Um, so he immediately got Jack on the list at the three major hospitals in in the um, Portland or in the Oregon and Washington area. Um, and in that time, we got him into a uh, to a specialist to uh, have him tested for speech and um, you know. Uh, to a psychologist, that's, excuse me, a child psychologist. That's what I was trying to say. Um, yeah. And and they did. They they met with us first for a few hours, and then we had a separate appointment for Jack. Um, in that meantime, we had in a, um, an, a, an evaluation with a speech therapist. Um, and so immediately they got him into occupational therapy and speech therapy. And I think it was about, I think it was about just shy of nine months when uh, the first hospital opened up, OHSU, um, the big science hospital over in, in Portland, Oregon, um, and we got him, we got him in um, to Dorn Becker's for his evaluation. And you know, in in that time, like I said, we were in the preschool, like a co-op, and it was just hell. It was, it just was horrible. You know, like the first year in the twos class, it's like, they're all a bunch of little kittens, you know, trying to hurt them. They're all going different directions and they all, <laughs> mm-hmm. they all have their things. Yes. And, you yeah. know, that you're trying to, they're all kind of potty trained, not really, you know, whatever. Um, but, but by the next school year in the, in the threes class, it, it was apparent, you know, even, even in comparison to the other little boys in the class. Um, and it was every day picking him up from there and, and not, you know, I'm not bagging on the teacher, but like, they just didn't know what to do for him. You know, they, they didn't know what to do. So yeah. it wasn't like they were yeah. saying mean things about him, but they, it wasn't positive. It wasn't. And so immediately, you know, when I had called Jack's, um, pediatrician and just said like, I'm, what do I do here? He said, take him out. There is no need for him to be in that, you know, causing him a hostile, you know, environment or harm or whatever. And there's no need for you to be feeling these emotions. So, um, like I said, luckily in that time, we hadn't got the diagnosis yet, but we were in 
uh, we were in OT and speech therapy and his incredible occupational therapist said, I used to be a, you know, a person on the, your school district's board for testing, um, you know, for early intervention. And she's like, all you need to do is call the school. Here's the people that you talk to. And boom, right away, I called the school, got him, you know, testing in like a week later. Um, they started doing the protocol of that and got him into the early, you know, the special needs early intervention preschool. Um, so before we even had the diagnosis, uh, he was in, he was going through that preschool and it was incredible. You know, it was like, it obviously night and day difference, right? Like they were mm-hmm. catering to what Jack's needs were. It was appropriate, it was appropriate for, him. for him. Yeah. So, um, and then, and then, you know, four months later we got the diagnosis or f- five months later, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it, yeah, go ahead, Brittany. Sorry. I was just going to say, so when you got the diagnosis, how was that for you? Uh, for me, it was fine. You know, like I, I, I knew, you know, before, before we started going through all of the, the, you know, process of, um, getting Jack tested and getting him into the therapies and all that, I just kind of had a feeling, you know, I didn't know a ton about autism, but I feel like I knew enough to feel like that was going to be a di- the diagnosis, you know, I, I don't know, maybe just right. my intuition, mm-hmm. my mom's intuition. I don't know. Um, and, and, and for me, I think walking through the grief process with Jameson, you know, like anything at this point was not going to matter. I had my child, <laughs> you know, like, right. I, I, nothing was going to be as bad no, as that was. Yeah. Like so, nothing would yeah. be as bad as losing, is losing another child, you know? So, um, right. yeah. You know, it Fair wasn't enough. a cancer diagnosis with a term, you know, with a, you know, terminal situation. It it was, yeah, it was, but, but it, it wasn't that way for Tyler, you know, and, 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 and Tyler talks about that in his, um, in his interview with you guys and his story. Um, it, it was, it was a little bit harder for him, you know, um, but I didn't have, you know, expectations. I wasn't like, oh, my son's going to be a wrestler and he's going to, you know, like I wasn't like, oh, I was a cheerleader. So he's going he's to be a cheerleader. Or, right. You know, I just didn't have that, you know, like I, um, not, not like I think like Tyler did, you know. Um, so, so when that diagnosis came, it was, it was not hard for me. It was, there wasn't, I wasn't, didn't start going through the grieving process. I, I was like, I was going through the, okay, what do we need to do? Um, and we were already doing it. We were already doing it. You know, we were in OT and, and, and speech and yeah. he was in the preschool and all of that. So it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me. It was like, it was like putting on, you know, kind of like, like how Shannon, you talked about in your story where, you know, once you finally were like, you were like, okay, let's get down to business. What do we need to do? You know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think yeah. the, Grieving came till maybe a little bit later with just different situational things, right? Like watching Jack being bullied for the first time because of being autistic um, or, you know, um, that's when as those milestones yeah that that's kind of when when things. you know like we talk we talk yeah. about a lot where where grief you know the grieving process isn't linear and that's when you know those things kind of started hitting me a little bit more i think um yeah yeah so um yeah it's it's good it's good jack is the rainbow in our in our family you know he is 
-hmm. He is the one that has changed our perspective on life so much, you know? Um, so I wouldn't have it any, any other way, any other way. And I wanted to say too, in the middle of all of this and the diagnosis and getting mm -hmm. all this stuff, you have another child. Oh yes. This is when I fell pregnant, Jean, with Sloney, <laughs> with Sloney Maloney. So you we have are, this, how like, could I forget about that? Infant. That's when the spice came into our family. Oh Lord, help everybody mm -hmm. that she comes in contact with. Um, you girls know <laughs> they all got a taste of Sloan at the she's at the, the beach best. weekend. She was up in there, girl. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Sloan. We fell pregnant <laughs> with Sloan. Um, <laughs> let's see, a month before Jack turned one. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. not, yeah. it was not planned. Um, we were still very much in, in the grieving process of, of J Jameson and, yes. um, you know, we were not regular, you know, tango dancing. So it was like, it was a miracle <gasps> we were going to get pregnant. Not to mention like we had, <laughs> we struggled so hard to get pregnant, with the boys, right. you know, time. it was like there was just no yeah. way. Now being in adrenal fatigue and and you know grieving and all that and and not you know like being rabbits, there's just no way we're going to get pregnant. And and we weren't being safe, obviously. Like I was like, there's no need to be on birth control, but we we were not trying by any means. And here she came. Um, <laughs> yeah, she. Um, we were we were pregnant with her. Excuse me, we were pregnant with her. Um, a month before my birthday, because that's right. Because I was like, oh, we're going to go out tonight and we're going to be drinking. Maybe I should just take a pregnancy test. I'm not late on my cycle, but it should be starting just to make sure. And boom. Yep. Pregnant. I took three <laughs> tests just to make sure. I was like, there's no way. Happy birthday. These were Dollar Tree tests. So I yes. was like, are they really accurate? Let's just really make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. I didn't even know you could buy pregnancy tests at the Dollar you Tree. You can. You can. Just FYI to anybody out there, and they are just as good as, you know, all the other grocery stores, all the major players, Target, Fred Myers, whoever. Um, if you don't know, if now you, you don't know. know. Now you know. Um, Jean's mind she's is blown boom. here. She's the, the <laughs> today, exploding. Today, there's been so oh, many mind-blowing things. So she, many. And, uh, and you know what? The day is the not day over. The day is not like, over. No. Jean, it do you want to go over. open a bottle of champagne real quick? We can pause this. I'm out. Oh, and <laughs> oh, that won't be good because I need to like be fresh for what I'm going to into tonight. This yes, evening. we know it's mm -hmm. Thursday, yes. everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we, uh, we were, we were pregnant with, with Sloan and, and so we, we are in it. We were in it. The, the, they are 21 months apart. Um, yeah, so we by the time Sloney came around, we did not even have a um a diagnosis. Um but again, yeah, there were all the there are all the signs for us and all the things and and then we that's when we started working through the through the process. Yeah. But you know, yeah, by the time Jack got diagnosed, Sloney was, you know, just a little little tyke. She was one and um yeah, it's it a was lot. a lot. It was you know, in a, in a new house, a in a new, yeah, in a, yeah. in a, luckily by the, by the grace of God, he's so good. Um, we had moved into a new home, a new district, um, 
Newtown when Sloan was just five months old. And our our district is really, we have a very good district as a whole, um, just educationally. And, and, and we do have a, a good district, a, a good special needs program in our district. So it's not perfect. None of them are, we have a long ways to go in this country, obviously, but, um, it is on the much higher end for this area, um, for the, for the different, in comparison to the different districts in this, in this area. So we did get lucky with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so now tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing currently. Tell us yeah. what, what things Jack are doing. What's what therapies are you in? What classes? Yeah. What's, what's life so like? Jack is eight. Um, he is in second grade. Um, and we are currently not doing any therapies outside of um, the school. Jack uh, in the midst of COVID, I can't remember. Everything's a blur. But in the midst of it, he kind of he graduated out of um, speech therapy and occupational therapy. Um, we uh, have never done ABA. That is a whole other topic. <laughs> we won't get into that. But not that you haven't. Tried. We have tried, yeah. and it has. Yeah, it's been. Anyways, enough of that. Uh, so no, so <laughs> we are not in any <laughs> therapies outside of school. School is, you know, obviously full time. Um, Jack is in an integrated program, um, like the rest of y'all's kiddos, um, and he spends, you know, probably about half and half, um, depending on the day, in in the you know in his in his general classroom um versus the uh kit cove is what we call it at our school um this the sped room um and yeah he's doing occupational therapy in school he's doing um speech therapy and then he is um currently we are in the process of getting him into oh jean what did i call it <laughs> Jean's, You're getting Jean's, a FBA yes, done. Yes. Yeah. So he's going to have a BIP, but it's actually being overseen properly by a BCBA, which is basically where they're going to have her school district has my ideal situation for That's why our kids. I keep telling you to move um, to, to Washington, but I know you got I know, business to do there. I know. Texas. Um, they need me. <laughs> yeah. So we will be, we will be starting that program, um, you know, after our spring break, uh, because Jack, uh, we did a cognitive, um, testing on him and he has, um, an intellectual disability. So, uh, ours will be a lot focused on just non-preferred tasks. Jack doesn't have any, um, he likes to protest, but he does not protest, uh, physically just a lot of verbal protesting. We will be working on that for the rest of the school year and into, the, I'm sure, the next school year. So that is what we are doing. We, um, Jack is doing, I would say he's doing well in school. You know, yes, he is behind um, his peers, but, but you know, I would say that is, you know, normal. Jack is an, an incredible little boy. He is, he is very intelligent. Um, he has got a huge kind heart and, um, like I said, he is definitely changing our, our family and just the way we, we, we do things, the way that we look at things, how we advocate for, um, you know, this community and, 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 you know, the disabled community as a whole, um, him and Sloan are partners in crime. 
They mm-hmm. fight like cats and dogs. They're like they are like being twins. Gene will attest to that. Um, but they also are like each other's most fierce advocates, you know. So it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty incredible to watch. Um and I I love their relationship. I am the ship. Yeah, it's runner. Really cool. I am the runner of this ship, the driver, the steerer, the what are you what do you call it? The the captain. Captain. The captain. captain? <laughs> Tyler is not the, the captain. Steerer? I am the captain. Uh no, it's good. Tyler, um, you know, luckily is has a, a incredible career that has afforded us the capability of me being home. Um so and and then being able to do this with y'all, you know, because that's where I get my entertainment, my joy. This is what brings me joy in <laughs> we life. Are very entertaining. This is, they they are my Maria condos. <laughs> we are condoing it up in here. So, <laughs> um, Nets definitely spicier than Maria Kondo. Like that was not what I was expecting. Isn't but she please. the joy of spark? Joy, joy sparking, or whatever. She oh, is. okay. Sparked you guys are my joy, joy sparking. Just, you guys spark my joy. Oh, I thought you actually said that. Like we were gonna, like we are performing up to her level of. I like, don't even know her. I've never even Marie read Kondo the book, doing. but. <laughs> uh, well, it's a Netflix show. Oh, so, well, that will be so. easier for me then. It's. It's a method. Yes. It's like but, you have to be certified and it's yeah, a real Yeah, you guys keep me methodically in place, right? Well, we, okay, we try. Yes, you do. Jean, Jean is the instigator sure. for me because she's an eight. And then Brittany is Switzerland <laughs> because she's just keeps it balanced. <laughs> That's right, baby. And uh, Shannon is the voice of reason. So I we got all Ooh, bases covered here. We're, we're doing good. You guys spark my joy. She's got a little fiery eight in her. I got to see. She does. A well, that's what that twos, twos draw from yesterday. Twos draw from eight, if you if you guys didn't know. But anyways. Wait, I'm didn't. fiery? We're talking about me? What? Yes. Oh, yesterday. So real. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. Where I had to be She's like, like, listen, don't I sound like Anna? That was the first time I had to feel like I had to rain Shannon. Anna Green, I'm like, I've you never had to rain Anna this. Green Gables. I'm, 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 what's the other one that, um, Anna or, Green not Mary Poppins. No, what is that other one? Um, oh, <laughs> Mary Poppins. What's the other one? Oh, God. I'm so sweet. Well, so sweet. Pollyanna. Pollyanna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, she is. I don't think so. I would say I Brittany because she didn't cuss too much. Being... <laughs> it's, it's true. true. It's true. I'm the friend I, you want to have I on. I do you. need yeah. to ask Jesus for forgiveness every once in a while for her and Jean. So, yes, they got the spicy little mouths <laughs> going on. <laughs> I've actually, I have actually had to send Sloan a five dollar gift has. card for <laughs> like the dollars in the cuss money jar. Sloan was like, oh, "You're racking man. up a tab." I should know by now. Um, Shannon, or I mean, Sloan is always I'm the AirPod. catching her. You gotta I listen know. to me in AirPods. They, just, they slip out of my ears, my ear holes. No, I just my let everyone in my household big hear what comes out of come out of Tasha's mouth. Brad's like, Brad's like, wait, is she really a Christian? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> she is. It's fine. It's fine. The church is burning uh, down when she walks into it. <laughs> <laughs> Rain holy water. That's and what, then there's that's what's in that fire hose. Um and then there's Brittany. Oh gosh. Yeah. And then there's so, me. I'm so square compared to the, you guys. 
I'm boring. I, but it's okay. I questioned my squareness oh, very gosh. much so in the past 48 hours within <laughs> the conversations the um, and the conversations. But, but listen here, Tosh, we need to know something about you. What does the world not know about Tosh? That she likes to clean out hair, bro. Oh, I love all the weird things. Let's talk about sensory, okay? I will clean out Shannon's okay. hairbrush. I will mm-hmm. eat chicken on the bone. I will pick your zits for you. I will. Mm-hmm. I will be Doctor Pimple Popper. I will lance a. I boil. was just gonna. Ask. I am. I should have been a doctor. Oh. Um. See, I will totally do all those things too. I, yeah, so I don't. I mean, I love. That I, about you. I love it. I'm just. I'm a tactile person, and I like gross things. What can I tell you? Um, something about me. Something about me. you make your bed every day. Oh my gosh, I make my bed every single day. If you don't make your bed, there's something wrong with you. When we get okay. off, I'm gonna jeans like off. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go. Are you gonna go make your bed? My Shannon? sheets need no, to I'm be a, need to be tight and fresh filling when I get in them. Fresh and fresh tight. and tight. Okay. Fresh and t- high and tight. Fresh and tight. All right. <laughs> now, when we get off, I'm gonna tell you what my great grandmother says about people who don't make their beds. Oh, but oh, I you can't say it can't, on. The, I can't say on air. No, not unless we mark it explicit. So she was. Can we do that okay. for my? Hold on. That would that. be perfect. We covered a lot. For, that would be perfect for my interview. It's an explicit interview. That is fitting for Natasha. Okay. <laughs> um, we, we covered. We we got soup to nuts in this episode. Yeah. Tosh covering. Uh, Tyler's sperm is a is a egg splitter to close yeah. it up with lots of uh, innuendos and tongue in cheek humor for everyone to enjoy. Yes, even in amongst all of our hardships, that's I I'm we, I am a hardcore. Here yes. I will tell you, I'm a hardcore advocate for much like Shannon for your your personal. Um, caring for yourself, self-care, whatever you want to call the word. Um, I am a am an advocate for mental health. Um, so that that's that is my what I will yes. always um to t- take your meds, much like Brittany likes to say. Everybody champagne. take their medications and everybody exercise and everybody drink your champagne. <laughs> I thought you were going to say water, but oh, okay. that too. Drink your water and, <laughs> and your champagne. <laughs> and champagne. Mm. Do them simultaneously. Yes. Take turns. Yes. Always three so drinks Tosh- on board. Champagne, water, and tea. <laughs> okay. Yes. And <laughs> uh, end this episode. Take us out telling us if there's anything that you would like to pass along to our listeners um, about, you know, starting starting their autism journey with their child what is there any piece of advice or, or what even what not to do or something that you wish you would have done that you can um, think of you know I nothing that I wish I would have done because I felt like we did everything you know as we felt it you know our gut instinct we were going with mm-hmm. it and 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 again mm-hmm. praise Jesus we had a great um, pediatrician and and people on our on our team. Um, I, I would say, you know, I'm sure like you ladies would say your child is, is still the child that they were before the diagnosis. Like your, your, your child didn't change. Um, you just got something that is going to help your child 
thrive, to help you better understand them, to help you have the um, tools that you need um, uh, to, you know, give them everything that they can to, to thrive in this life. Um, it's, it's hard. This life is going to be hard. This life is hard no matter what, you know, and, and, and yes, this diagnosis adds an extra layer, but you don't love your child any less. You still love them. If, if not now more and ready to just fight and advocate for them. So, um, take it in stride, know that there are going to be the ups and downs, you know, that, that it's, you know, like we say, it's not linear. Um, there are going to be, you know, going back and through the different stages of grief and, um, take care of yourself, you know, like Shannon says, take care of yourself because if you are not, you know, at at least mid-level, you know, you're going to struggle to, um, to really be that fighter for, for your kiddo. Um, and, you know, take, take advice in, in stride, you know, like everybody's including, including mine, <laughs> including mine, everybody's got yes. something to say about everything. So, you know, like just, just in, in one ear and, and if it's good, you know, hold on to a little bit. And then if it's not just out the other ear and, and, and let it go, let it go. Yeah. Move on, move on. Love it. Should we end with a sing Yes. No. Yes. Gene, what do you want to sing? We should. Only if it's 90s rap. Shake it off. Shake it off. Only if it's 90s rap. 90s rap. Okay. What's something that's 90s rap? Boom, boom, boom. How am I going What was that? We'll have to come back to you on that one. Really hard shifting gears from where Disney to now you want to do something more hardcore. Oh gosh! Okay, we need advanced. And I would walk five hundred miles and that is so far. Take us out now! Oh my gosh! Oh, everyone. Interview next, and she's the last but not least. So, Uh, so, so, do us a favor mm -hmm. and um, follow us on Instagram at Moms Talk Autism. And if you want to chat with us, you can email us at hello at Moms Talk Autism. And you're clearly on a podcast player right now at this very moment, which means you would love to leave us a five-star review Mm -hmm. because that helps us to um, reach other people with these amazing episodes, Mm -hmm. like the last 10 minutes of this Mm -hmm. one. And (laughs) we just, we just love you all. And we're so happy you were here with us this morning and we will catch you later. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.